That's right. No fear, no fear. Yes, you are listening to Barbershop.talk podcast. We just decided to do a little something different today because our sponsor, King Cap, said, hey, play a few more of my jams, and we decided to do that. But it's the same podcast where we talk about concerns that you may have, issues facing your community. In fact, if you talked about it in the barbershop on Saturday, we're going to talk about today on our podcast. My name is Jay Rye, and I am your host. I am in Out The Way Studio here in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I am joined with my co-host, KC. Thank you, Jay Rye. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Out The Way Studios. I look forward to presenting topics we discuss in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discuss them. This would include the gambit from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of Barbershop Talk. Talk. Yeah. All right. Now, hopefully, that uh, since King Cat pay our bills, hopefully, play that long enough for us. <laughs> that is a nice groove, though. It is a nice groove. All right, all right, all right. Well, let's go ahead and talk about our topic. Now, our topic was was quite intriguing. It's a little different from the barbershop where we talked about. And uh, uh, unfortunately, Casey, you was not in the shop this Saturday, which I know you can't be there every Saturday uh, because when I tighten you up, it does last for a little while. It does. Yes, indeed. But believe it or not, it was these, these okay, we always seem to have the older guys, you know, and I'm, I ain't talking about guys older than us. Mm-hmm. So they always like to give advice. They always give them advice every time you turn around. They want to give some type of advice. And your mother ugly, and your yeah. sister ugly. You well, just plain old ugly. But that's the kind of advice they don't always need to give out. Yeah, you know? they don't give out. Oh, you had? Oh, oh, never mind. <laughs> so, so the, those those uh, older guys again. They were talking about marriages and. Uh, it came down, it started talking about because this young dude came in the shop and he started talking about, you know, he's a player that he wants to settle down and get married. And they said, Man, you got you gotta know what marriage is all about. So that's oh, how that. it started. But what I'd like to do today, I wrote down, you know, because I, I I I think we know pretty much about marriage. Oh yeah. Yeah, we know a lot about marriages. If practice is perfect, I should be perfect. I I've done eleven of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> I didn't do close to <laughs> But I like to say that I do know something about a marriage. And so here's a couple of questions I wrote down to see that we know. It says, uh, the first I'm looking at here, it says, what percentage of marriages end up in divorce? What do you think? Ooh, yeah, tell me about that. In the United States, I'm going to say, wow, 75%. Well, that's a lot. Yeah, but that's a lot. I, I that's didn't see, what I see, though. Yeah, I, I didn't see a seventy-five percent. Actually, I, I was a little bit more around the, the fifty percent mm-hmm. from what I'm seeing. Um, but okay, but we're gonna go with Arthur, which is our host as well. Okay, he's our artificial intelligence. He's gonna be giving some some insights too. Hello, Arthur. Hey, Arthur. What's going on? Go ahead and introduce yourself, Arthur. I do not believe I need to introduce myself. All your listeners remember the smartest person in the room, and that is who I am. My name is Arthur. Okay, Arthur. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Well, okay. You're the smartest in the room, Arthur. But we don't need you. The most humblest in the room. I can tell you that. No, that's right. That's right. Because we got some breaking news today, Arthur. Because we're gonna talk about marriage. That is not breaking news. It's just news. 
Well, if you say so, I mean, yeah. it's breaking news to me. I mean, okay, ain't worry about you. You always got some jokes. Every time I turn around, you just got jokes. Sheesh. That was a fact. <laughs> well, do you have any jokes, Arthur? Yeah, that's a good question. I have some jokes, however, I am better at giving facts. Well, if that's the case, just stick with the facts. Yeah, because no. if you better in fact than jokes, we really don't want to hear your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, All right, this is what we have now. Now, we talk about the divorce rate. In KC, you know, saying a lot of them, he's saying around 75%. I'm thinking around 50%. I don't know if we're right or wrong or close. Uh, tell us about that. What info do you have for us? Today. Some 39% of marriages in the United States are ending in divorce. This data comes from the most recent census data, and there are a number of reasons that couples are deciding to call it quits. All right, 39%. That's a bit more okay. than what I expected. But that's encouraging. Yeah, it is encouraging. Because I thought it was almost twice as much as that. Yeah, and I, well, I was still way above that. Yeah. I mean, but okay, 39%. That's, that's encouraging. It's, it's amazing that, you know, but then you know, if we was in school, Mm-hmm. And we got 39% of the questions wrong. <laughs> we wouldn't be saying that was good. <laughs> so, uh, okay. But I'm going to take that as we win. I'm going to take it as we win. Duh. Winning. Okay. Yeah. All right. 40%. Now, here's the question I have because I wrote this down too, Casey. It says, uh, is the divorce rate in today's world, in today's society, in this day, is it increasing or decreasing? What do you think? I think it's increasing. Although, well, you know what? I thought it was higher than thirty-nine percent already. So maybe I'm a, maybe it's decreased. Yeah, see, I'm thinking that maybe it's, it's on the increase because I'm thinking way back, like in the fifties and sixties, where you don't supposed to get a divorce. Oh, but, well, I know you're going back there. No, no, I wasn't going that far. I, I'm just thinking that uh, it's increasing since then. Yeah. Because back then they used to stay married just to stay married. Yeah, regardless. And I think now with a new attitude, I thought I'll, I'll be in the opinion that it's, that it's increasing. And you say decreasing. So, Arthur, let's see what we got here. According to the new census data, the median duration of current marriages in the U.S. has increased almost one year in the recent decade. The drop in the divorce rate is likely to continue in 2021, despite the pandemic. Whoa, dropping, decreasing. Decreasing. Yeah, decreasing. There you go. Well, and they said they're going to continue to do that despite of the uh, um, uh, pandemic. Shut up. No, I'm not going to shut up. This is good news. This is really good news. I mean, this is, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So, so okay. So, that's the, the divorce rate is decreasing. So, there is a silver lining to this pandemic. You know, huh. we in the home together. We got to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. We have to figure this out. Oh, snap. <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so that pandemic was beneficial. Right, beneficial. And so what other marriage I have? It says, uh, oh, let me see. Oh, oh, here's one. This would be an easy one for us, Casey. Okay. It says, what is the number one cause of divorce? Um, well, I, I, I think there's two. Uh, sex and money. Okay. All right, I'm kind of I'm kind of agreeing with you there next because with that sex part, I'm thinking of, of people that's not being committed infidelity. I think that has a lot to do with it, and I and I could lump that in that sex part, you know. Now, when I remember when I first got married, we had a, uh, you know, how you had that what they call it, marriage counselor session with the pastor or preacher of the church. Yeah. And he said that time there's two things that uh, have problems in marriage. First one is uh, 
money, and the second one is sex. No way. Yeah, no, that's what, what he said. No, that's what he said. He did say that. He said, preaching breaks down. Yeah, I thought that was wild. When you say I do, really mean you do. You do. That's right. <laughs> All right, so let's see what the number calls. I think it was pretty spot on the money on that one. But Arthur, what is it? The most commonly reported major contributors to divorce were lack of commitment, infidelity, and conflict slash arguing. The most common final straw reasons were infidelity, domestic violence, and substance use. Oh, More participants blamed their partners than blamed themselves for the divorce. Oh, I got some new info on that one. Wow. Substance abuse? Yeah. Domestic violence? I didn't even think about that. I didn't think about those. Man. But they can translate, especially in today's well, world. Yeah, and I think that's the right thing to do if you got uh, domestic violence going on. Yeah, I, I do too. I think that's the right thing to do. I just don't think there's no fixing that if it gets to that level. Yeah, I agree. And also, they did talk about conflict and arguing. Because it's mm -hmm. always seem like one person always want to do this, they always want to say this. Gimme, 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 gimme. They don't want to give this. And then the woman be like, no, 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 no. Alright. So anyway, that was very interesting. But I think we yeah. spot on with that when it came to the number of calls. But and you know, you asked for one reason and we kind of gave two, but I think they can be lumped together. Because yeah. sometimes it's money for sex. You know, you'd be like, hey, baby, how about tonight? Uh, yeah, because I want these new shoes. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's terrible. That's crazy. <laughs> now, okay, tell me, give, give me your perspective on this one. Because uh, now when they was talking about, they was talking about the old school dudes, old, old school dudes, they were talking about, you know, uh, their marriage is for a very long time. You know, they said after you get past a certain age or certain years of marriage mm -hmm. that you're going to stay married. And I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, no, not necessarily. I think especially, you know, in today's society, attitudes and perspectives and stuff is just different than it was when they were coming up. The environment is different. So what applied then doesn't necessarily hold true for today. They really like that. Yeah. They start They like that answer. They like that answer. You know. But at the same time, I understand where they're saying that. You know, generally, after a couple makes it past a certain amount, they could be set. You know, setting their ways that okay. You know, we're setting our ways in this marriage, but. Uh, Years ago, that kind of held true, but in the more recent times, I say the last couple of decades, uh, you can be setting your ways, but if those ways aren't good for both people, then it doesn't work out. Yeah, you know, because, you know, I, Arthur, I had to look up, so I want to know this question I have for you, Arthur. Why do marriages fail after 25 years? That's the 25th anniversary, right? The silver anniversary. Mm -hmm. So why is that, Arthur? I want to know. Because it seemed like to me that they should get their stuff together by then. Here are some reasons marriages fall apart after 25 years, undiagnosed mental illness. To avoid a label, many people refuse to seek treatment for a variety of mental illnesses such as anxiety, depression, ADHD, OCD, PTSD, or even the more severe illnesses of schizophrenia and dementia. Whoa! So that what? tells me when your wife said, you crazy. She couldn't be telling the truth. <laughs> she couldn't be telling the truth. Oh 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> I thought you knew. <laughs> <laughs> you get crazy in your older age. And I, I, I guess that's kind of true here, according to this data here, that the the most common cause of marriage after 25 years is because of undiagnosed mental illness. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, here's one. Here's one. This was his major argument. And he was talking about uh, what is the hardest. I mean, let me read it. Let me write it down again. I wrote it down here somewhere. It is, uh, where is that? It has something like, what is the hardest year of marriage? Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, that's easy. Oh. That's an easy. Okay, what's that? The one you're in. One year? <laughs> no, the one, the year you're in. That's the hardest no, no. year. <laughs> <laughs> so you said regardless, regardless of the year, that's the hardest. No, I thought you said like the first year. <laughs> no, I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> all right, okay, that's not, that's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair at all. Because that first year, you know, it's all five. That's the honeymoon. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. That's, that's when you celebrate. Yeah. All that. That's what that is. But then, after three years, start feeling scary. And then, after 17 years, all right, so, all right, what do you think? I'm going to figure out this multiple choice. I'll say the first year, third year, fifth year, or tenth year. What would you say? Hardest one. Yeah, what do you think? I'm either gonna go with ah, all of them are good options. But good option. I'm gonna say fifth year, tenth year. Fifth or tenth. I'm gonna go with fifth. All right. Now it is dangerous in the fifth year, but I'm gonna tell you what. Mm-hmm. And I know you're gonna hate this, Casey, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Okay. See, because when after the fifth year, your spouse starts to feel very comfortable with you. Very comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then when you lay down and go to sleep, and you hear this sound, uh, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming from your spouse. They they, hold, they held in their spot get for your five ass years. Out the bed and walk over. <laughs> <laughs> they held in there for five years. After that fifth year, they feel comfortable. It's coming all out. It is coming all out. Oh, okay, but anyway, let me get back to the question, which is the hardest year. Uh, you know, I always heard it. I think it was. Uh, uh, I used to hear that three-year itch. Three-year itch. I heard that. I don't know. That, you know, I, I heard, heard it was that. the seven-year. It itch. might be seven years. I don't know. Okay. Maybe that's a premature. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, so Arthur. All right, let's see. But the question is the hardest year. What is the answer? According to relationship therapist Amy Hartstein, as it turns out. The first year really is the hardest even if you've already lived together. In fact, it often doesn't matter if you've been together for multiple years, the start of married life is still tricky. Wow, that's surprising. They said the first very year. surprising. Yeah, because I thought the first year was always the hundred really easy. Years, yeah. And I every, mean everything works. So I mean from my perspective, that's how it works. But that yeah, that's very surprising. Yeah, that was very surprising. I was thinking the fifth year, because I'm thinking and most marriages, that's around the time that, you know, you, you have some kids and, you know, that just adds a whole nother element, mm-hmm. you know, to the marriage. But Yeah, I agree. Wow. First yeah. Year. I, I, I thought the first year was always exciting because it's like new. Everything is new. Uh, but they say even if you live together in 
So in a marriage, that first year should be a soft contract. Because <laughs> we just don't know which way this is going to go. No, 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 you already made the contract. It was, a, it was death to us part. That's what it was, death to us part. So, look, uh, hey, you know, I got another question down here. Let me see if I wrote that down. Uh, which age group has the highest rate of divorce? Ah, what do you think about that? That's been pretty easy. Um, those in the 20s. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I would think so. Now, now why would you say that? I'm just curious. Because these people in their 20 years old, you know, when they're in their 20, early 20s and stuff, they're still finding themselves. And I, and I don't even think it should be legal for a man to get married before he's at least 25 and a woman should be at least 23. Because you're still trying to figure out things about yourself, uh, you know, and you need to, to figure that out before you take on the responsibility of dealing with somebody else. So I'm going to say the 20s. Okay. I have a chance to agree with the twenties, but my reason is a little different. I think it's the the maturity level. I don't I don't think you realize uh, how much effort it is to work with a partner. You know, because mm -hmm. when you're independent, you make all the decisions with the finance. You make all the decisions what you want to do. But when you're in a uh, a relationship or in a marriage, there's different expectations. You have to understand that it is a partnership. And a lot of people think, well, if if you're a guy, you're running the household. Well, I mean, I can see that, but regardless, if you look at it that way, it's still a partnership. If you look at it 50-50, it is a partnership. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying it is a partnership regardless of the percentage that you that an individual feels that they have to contribute to that And you're right. And, and in those 20s, people don't understand about the give and take and the sharing. And, and like you said, some people take hear those kind of things and take them to the extreme. Right. And extremes are always bad in marriage. That is correct. Now, if the 20-year-old in the shop, when they heard that, they were saying, Maybe. <laughs> Someone was saying, Oh my. I don't agree with that. Someone said, Completely fail. And even one client said, You suck. Let's ask the lady in the audience. So, uh, what do you think about that? About the 20s being where the, the hardest years to survive a marriage? Oh man. <laughs> hey, you got a funny voice. <laughs> All right. So, let's see what Arthur. Here's the question What age group has the highest rate of divorce? Boomers now represent the age group most likely to divorce, with more than 40% of couples aged 60 plus divorced as of 2010. 60 plus? Well, the, 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 the very, very mature boomers, 60 plus, have more than 40%? Wow. Wow. That, that, that's a wow. Wow. I don't like that. <laughs> Not like that at yeah. all. No way. Now this is now this is my thinking behind that because I think um, you know before you get in a relationship before you get married you are friends that's mm -hmm. what I really believe you are friends and then uh, I think oh wait a minute now oh, I hope that was taking but when you're friends well I'm gonna start from the beginning just in case we had some technical difficulty there because I seen the red light start blinking okay uh, but I think before you get into a relationship you you're, you're friends mm -hmm. and then you get in this relationship. And then you become husband and wife. And every time I said that you get in a relationship, you get into marriage, it changes that. It brings it to another level. Mm -hmm. But even at the level of husband and wife, I think when you start having difficulty, what pulls you through is that friendship. Because mm -hmm. that friendship brings a lot to the table. Right. And they shouldn't discount it. Because I can talk to you as your spouse or I can talk to you as a friend. Mm -hmm. And so I think after you get so many years, the friendship pulls through. But apparently, 
Casey, I am wrong. So you said in the 60s, y'all ain't friends no more. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand you. That is shocking. That was surprising to me. All right, so I guess what I'm going to do now, I guess we'll just go ahead and recognize our sponsor. I think we'll take a break. And uh, I want to finish up this topic, though, after a break, but I do want to okay. uh, recognize our sponsors here. So let's go ahead and do that. I'm going to do my favorite, that MIA from King Cat. Hey, it's a party out in MIA. Hey. I want to be already known. It's a party out in MIA. Uh-huh. All right, that is our sponsor, King Cat. Go to Spotify and download his music. I'm going to tell you, it is a party track. Man, thank you, King Cat, for letting us use your studio for one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me bad. But anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and do a shout out to our sponsor. The first one is Out the Way Studio, uh, and they, they do a lot of things. They have studios, they do photography, they do video, they do uh, a real estate, they have a property management company, and they also do what I'm very proud of is custom apparel, because I had a couple of t-shirts and hoodies made that I was very happy with. So if you have any interest in any of those, those uh, if you have photography work you want done, you can do that. Video, he can do that. Also, if you need to performance at a event, King Cap is willing to do that as well. But this is his uh, uh, email. If you want any of those services, just go ahead and email King Cap, and Cap is with a K. King, K-I-N-G, Cap, K-A-P, 317 at gmail.com. Now, our second sponsor is 421 Barbershops, located on Michigan Road, where good things happen to your hair. We are a family-oriented barbershop, and if you want something good to happen to your hair, you just come on and see any of our master barbers. All right. You know what that means, Casey? What is that? That means I got to hit you with another one of these questions. Oh, before we Uh-oh. do that, before we do that, it says here, because uh, now this was all over the place. I mean, all over the place. Because uh, the they was talking about in today's society, it is not unusual for a person to go into a second marriage. Mm-hmm. Right? And so they was given advice on how to be happy in a second marriage. I think mm-hmm. I know what they're going to say. All right. Okay. All right. Don't do it. No, I'm just joking. Just joking. <laughs> Duh. Winning. <laughs> well, I'm going to upset there. I was just joking. Now, remember that? That was KC. So when you send those emails in, don't send them my way. Don't send it to me. That was KC that said that. All right. Now, okay, it's ten, it says 10. Guess what? Just guess. I'm going to send this on the list. Just guess the list. And then Arthur can tell this on the list. Remember, it is the uh, top 10 rules for a happy second marriage. All right. Um, well, let's see. I'm going to say uh, communication. All right. Uh, that's on the list. And this, okay, Arthur, validate that. Honesty and communication are key issues in a second marriage. Be sure to be forthcoming about finances, your past, and concerns with your former spouse and children that are relevant. Yeah, you got you to spill all the beans on that if you have anything. If you got any. Uh, if you got a rocky relationship with your old spouse or children, then you got to be upfront with people about that. Mm-hmm. And communication is the key. Yes. Now, here's one that was on the list that surprised me. It, it, I don't know why it surprised me because it weren't true what they talked about. Mm-hmm. But they talk about practice forgiveness. 
I mean, they were talking about true forgiveness, not forget. They're talking about forgiveness. Okay. All right. So they, uh, this is what I wrote down. I'll have to go ahead and tell us what it is. Practice forgiveness. Forgiveness isn't the same as condoning the hurt done to you, but it will allow you to move on. Try to remember you are on the same team. Yeah, because I like what uh, they said about that forgiveness. It's yeah. not saying it's okay right. what they have done. It's just that uh, forgiveness allows you to move forward. Right. And you got to keep remembering that you're on the same team. I think that's a critical piece. Remember that they're your partners and you're on the same team. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I think you have to um, you have to find some some in common interest together. It, it could be an interest that one or the other already has that y'all do together, or find some new interest that y'all enjoy doing together. But find some common interest that the two of you do. Yeah, so y'all can grow together through that. Yeah, it was kind of like that. It's kind of baked in the statement here, and it says, uh, "Take time as a couple to do things you enjoy without your children." Uh, here's some additional remarks on that. Take time as a couple to do things you enjoy without your children. A date night or couple's time can be very enriching, even if it's a walk or grabbing a sandwich at a restaurant together. You know that date night is important. Oh, there. Yeah, you know you got to have a date night. Um, that, that's, that's a good practice. Mm -hmm. That is truly a good practice. Uh, so if you not have a date day, a date night, it's no different when you was actually dating a person where you look forward to a date right. and you dressed up. No, right. Because if you continue to date while you marry, you maintain that same type of attitude and approach about that person that you had all along. Yep. Yep. You know, I'm in my father. I see, uh, I'm, I'm cheating. I'm looking at uh, uh, Arthur's list here. And one of the things my father used to always say that any marriage would be successful if you can get through the tough times. Mm -hmm. It said people like to quit when it gets tough. And this is kind of baked into this. Except that there will inevitable ups and downs. Try to be more understanding with each other and your children and stepchildren. All right, so I think Here's one thing I, I, I gotta I think about marriage is that I really think that people are not honest about marriage. And what I mean by that, when they talk about it's great to grow old with someone, is somebody always have you always have a dance partner, but they never really tell you of the ups and downs and the hard times mm -hmm. that you would go through with marriage. Right. And so when you get married and you have some hard times, you automatically think something is wrong. Because when people talk about a marriage, they only tell you about the good things. Right. And if I think they was honest and saying you're going to have some struggles, but you got to get through the struggles, right. then you realize there are just struggles and your marriage is not broken. And, and yeah, and whether you're married or not, you're going to have struggles. But when you struggle together, you stronger, you, you bond together stronger, uh, you know, with that, that. Don't let the struggles tear you apart. Let it bring you together. Okay. And that, that reminds me, um, I'm going to try to, to play this uh, video because the guy played the video in the shop and it was this uh um this pastor was talking about mm -hmm. marriage and, and the woman let me see if i can put that up real quick here's what the scripture says he that finds a wife finds a good thing didn't say he that finds a girl that he's attracted to who he then begins to date who he then calls his girlfriend who he then buys a ring proposes and makes her his fiance who he then marries later who becomes his wife you're not a wife when I marry you, you're a wife when I fight you. You become my wife when I marry you. 
But a wife is not the presence of a ring, it's the presence of your character. Too many women want to be married, but you're walking in the spirit of girlfriend. Ask the Lord to deliver you from that spirit and carry yourself like you're already taken. And I promise you, when you carry yourself like a wife, a husband will find you. But if you keep walking like a girlfriend, boys will play with you. First Kings 17. Here's what the scripture says. That's, 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 that's actually what he was. That's pretty powerful, and also applied to to men as well, as far as being a husband. Because yeah. I truly believe is that you're not a husband when you get married. You're a husband before you get married. Right. And you need to continue that behavior. And it's, it's no such thing as people. I heard males and females say the same thing. I'm not your wife. I'm not going to do that. I'm not your husband. I'm not going to do that. But in reality, you should. Mm-hmm. So... With that being said, I guess we can close with that. What do you think, Casey? Yeah, I think we bet. All right. Well, if that's the case, I am going to go ahead and close off. And Arthur, thank you for being halfway cooperative with us today. But this is Jay Rye, and I am signing off. And again, I'd like to thank the listeners for uh, making our program a success. Please continue to follow us. And again, please continue to come into the shop where good things happen to your hair. I want to thank you for listening to Barbershop.talk podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.talk, available on your favorite podcast platforms. Let's have peace in the streets. Be safe, be wise, and be loved. And we say, Go Mob.